I'm not 
Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
גדולה להיות רק בשמחה, לשמוח ולרקוד תמיד. אז בואו נהיה בשמחה, ביום, בלילה, כל השנה.
J.M. in the A.M., Ani Yehudi. Another song that reminds us about um, how we are all from the same tradition and heritage, no matter what our background and our practice might be. And I would hope that everybody in that category is uh, sensitive to what our brothers and sisters have just gone through in the state of Israel. Uh, seems from the latest reports overnight that a an operation that was scheduled or at least predicted to last for weeks, days, if not weeks, uh, has now been concluded. And at least according to the, um, the uh, headlines and articles that we're seeing out of Israel, um, it seems that all IDF troops have withdrawn from Janin. The operation has been concluded. An Israeli soldier has died in those clashes. There's a debate now and an investigation whether that was from friendly fire or not. Uh, 12 Palestinians killed in the operation. Rockets have been fired at southern Israel. And um, one of the things that we have to be very thankful for is that over 100 terrorists were arrested and uh, many terrorist cells and weapons storage areas were obliterated. And that might be the best takeaway from the entire episode. 
We pray for our brothers and sisters in Israel. Let's keep that in mind as we uh, start a Wednesday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM. Ani Yehudi, as we said, was Mordechai Shapiro. Zusha had the world to come. Geshem and Im Yehudi from Ellie Marcus. Afi Koman from the Thank You Hashem group with Et Panacha and Marabu. And, of course, Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. Very excited that our dear friend David Mandel, who has not been to the brand-new studios here in New York City yet, is going to visit us this morning. He's, of course, the CEO at OHEL. Uh, they've got a major event coming up, but whether they do or don't, I couldn't care less. At the moment, I'm just excited that he's – well, I care, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm just excited that he's coming in. Um, somebody who can appreciate the incredible growth and the amazing transformation of what has happened here at this network for the last almost 40 years. Whew, hard to believe, frankly. Um, so we will speak with him coming up. Uh, that will happen later on in this broadcast. I'll also talk about the event that I alluded to. And uh, tomorrow is a fast day. And you know what tomorrow does? Tomorrow signals the beginning of the three weeks. doesn't even signal. It actually is the beginning of the three weeks tomorrow. Uh, Our three weeks format will begin tomorrow. According to the calendar we have here from our neighbors at Masifta Tveris Yushalayim in New York, the fast begins at 327. Now, they tend to be a drop early, if I remember correctly. I don't remember uh, how much, how early. I don't even know. I don't know if I'm right, <laughs> frankly. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm right. Uh, but I'm just curious. Uh, the Maismanim website. Let's see if the Maismanim website even gives a start for the fast. Not sure how they handle it in terms of time. They may just give you, you know, the times and everything that everything is, and I don't know if they actually begin with the vest. So here it says dawn is 3.43. Oh, so I guess, yeah, I guess a percentage of of an hour earlier than that would be, in fact, 3.27. So the MTJ, the Sifted Tavares Yushalayim calendar, says 3.27 for tomorrow. This is a big deal because um, I, I have the, I, I, over the years, for good reason, I've developed this habit of eating before the fast. You know, getting up early and having breakfast. And sometimes that works really, really well, especially when a fast begins like 5.30. That's a pretty amazing. But I don't see it tomorrow. If you want to start eating around 3-ish, because, again, the fast starts, you know, somewhere in the 3.20s, 3.30s. If you want to start eating around 3-ish, man, could I handle that? I may plan on it. I don't know if it'll actually happen. Let's put it that way. Anyway... So tomorrow is the beginning of the three weeks. The fast, according to this, uh, on Maizmanim. Uh, the fast, let's see, sunset tomorrow in this area is 8.30. So um, I guess anybody who holds 50 minutes, even for a fast, will be about 9.20. I'm assuming most people will be between 9.10 and 9.15. Anyway, I don't know why I'm so obsessed over this fast, but... Uh, Maybe because I'm hoping it'll be a fast fast. That could be why. Uh, so Shavuot Shabbatam was tomorrow, Friday. We should have the weekly update. Uh, regular uh, three weeks Friday here at JM in the AM. And then our three weeks format continues uh, and really takes over everything until we get to Nachamu, uh, Erev Shabbos Nachamu on the 28th of July, which is, of course, the day after Tisha B'Av. So it'll be a, a July 
of mostly three weeks format here at JMNAM and the Nahum Siegel Network. And I thank you all for sticking with us. Yesterday we did a great show that included a lot of very appropriate selections for uh, the 4th of July, both from the Entebbe anniversary perspective and, of course, from the birthday of America perspective. And we got a really nice reaction to it. So thank you to everybody, even on these uh, holiday weekends tuned into the broadcast. That means a lot, to say the least. And I know that this week a lot of people are away. A lot of people are uh, vacationing, driving to different places, flying to different places, enjoying uh, hotels, beaches, and pools in different areas of the globe. I thank you all for tuning in and making us a part of your day no matter where you are. It's nice to know that we are uh, appreciated not only during the regular work week, but when someone has vacation as well. More coming up, hour number one, Wednesday, JM in the AM. Amen. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I woke up with this feeling in my bones today. I wanna be there for somebody, do it all the way. I wanna wipe away the worry, ease the pain and fear. That's what brothers are for, I'm here. When the clouds are moving in and doubt slips through the cracks When the loneliness seeps in, I'm here to close the gap No matter what it takes, I'll go to any lengths Cause helping out's call you straw straight It's clear that I'm looking out for you You're looking out for me Wanna see what I can do to be there Cause we're family I'm always looking out for you
רחמן, אם לא עכשיו מתי הזמן לגאול אותנו ממרחקים, בנים שבים הביתה. אבינו עברה רחמה, גם אם לא עמדנו במבחן, בנים אנחנו כמו ילדים, קוראים אליך אבא. J.M. and the A.M. with Kobe Brummer, a Yehudi, af pam lo levad. A Jew is never alone, and obviously it's a reference to the one above, but I would hope that it's also a reference to the fact that we are always with our brothers and sisters in Israel. Achenu bi Yisrael anachim lachem, especially in light of what has been happening over the last few days and how the IDF has been committed to rooting out terror at the risk of, uh, God forbid, lives lost and... Um, And what can I say? It was, it was great to wake up to the news that it looks like the operation is over, that the Israeli army has moved out of Janin. Uh, but we also know that uh, when the IDF goes into areas like that, they are taking major, major risks. We continue to pray for our brothers and sisters who keep us safe around the world. Uh, before Kobe Brummer, Maishi Tischler, and be there for somebody. Aryeh Kunstler and Maishi Schwartz with Mia Ish. Kel Mistat there was done by Ari Hill. Mylach Cohen's been Nagain, Baruch Levine had Tov Lee, and David Rotberg had Mia Deer to open up that set here at JM in the AM. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. I mentioned earlier that tomorrow is Shivasar Batamos. Tomorrow is a fast day. Tomorrow kicks off the three weeks. We'll be in our three weeks format as of uh, late tonight, early tomorrow depending on where you listen around the world. And that'll continue until we get to the 28th of the month, which is Erev Shabbos Nachamu, day after Tisha B'Av. Yeah, I'm already looking forward to the regular format. <laughs> Not unusual for me, by the way. <laughs> it's already been looking, be looking forward to the regular format. Uh, so that's the story. That's how things are going to uh, 
roll over the next few weeks and i hope you'll be with us no matter where you are a lot of people away this week it's very likely that you are driving somewhere uh you are flying somewhere you are enjoying uh uh, some type of vacation activity somewhere i want to thank those of you who have schlepped us along very easy to do so these days literally an app in your phone who've schlepped us along to uh, enjoy jm and the alchem Siegel network no matter where you might be. This is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NahumSiegel.com and the NahumSiegel Network. And, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Golly, <laughs> <laughs> it's on the background. We'll do our news from Israel coming up. Shalom, can you have And then we will move into the uh, second hour. David Mandel is scheduled to join us. He has not yet visited our brand new New York City studio since its opening, and we are uh, very, very anxious to welcome him. He is an old friend, to say the least. Leeds Ohel, uh, they've got a big event coming up in August, which we're going to talk about. Uh, but we'll have a chance to catch up live and in person, face-to-face, right here at JM in the AM. Galaitz on the background. Our news from Israel is next. Again, feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone. And comment away. Galay Tzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Wednesday is next. We say Boker Tov from JM in the AM. ניסיון פיגוע ירי בשומרון, מחבלים ירו בצהריים, שכונת השומרונים ליד שכם אין נפגעים, מדווח כתבנו הצבאי דורון קדוש. מחבלים הגיעו ברכב חולף ופתחו באש על שכונת השומרונים באזור הר גריזים שליד שכם, אותרו פגיעות ירי גם בחנות שנמצאת בתוך השכונה וגם ברכב שחנה בסמוך אליה, לא היו נפגעים בגוף באירוע, המחבלים הגיעו ככל הנראה מאזור שכם והצליחו להימלט מהמקום, צה"ל פתח בסריקות אחריהם. משפט נתניהו איש העסקים ארנון מילצ'ה נעיד בחקירה נגדית בתיק 2000 ואמר מול ידיעות אחרונות נוני מוזס השפיע לעיתים על פרסומים בעיתון כמחווה לראש הממשלה נתניהו ראה בו אימפריית רשע מדווחת מבית המשפט המחוזי בירושלים כתבתנו לענייני משפט תמר שונמי ביום התשיעי לעדותו טען איש העסקים, נוני מוזס היה עושה לפעמים מחווה לראש הממשלה. פרסומים מסוימים שהיו יכולים להיות בעמוד הראשון עברו לעמוד השלישי, למשל אם משהו היה קשור לשרה נתניהו, כך כלשון עד. עוד אישר מילצ'ן כי נתניהו ראה במוציא לאור של ידיעות אחרונות שנמצא באולם בברייטון בשעה זו, אימפריית רשע, כך כלשונו, ולכן ביקש מאיש העסקים להיות מעורב במגעים בין ידיעות אחרונות וישראל היום. החקירה הנגדית הושלם בעוד מספר שעות, השינויים הצפויים במערכת המשפט, שר המשפטים יריב לוין רומז לפני שעה הקלה שהוא לא יכנס את הוועדה לבחירת שופטים ואומר במליאת הכנסת הרכב הוועדה מעוות ומחייב תיקון שגם מתבצע ועדה בהרכב מעוות כזה שאין לו אגב אח ורע באף מקום בעולם לא מבחינת חלוקת הכוחות הפנימית בין הגורמים הדרג הנבחר לבין מה שאמור היה להיות דרג מקצועי והוא כבר מזמן דרג שעמדותיו הפוליטיות ידועות ומובהקות זה מצב אבסורדי, מצב בלתי מתקבל על הדעת סיבות האלה אני חושב שבהחלט נדרש תיקון בנושא הוועדה הדבר הזה יתבצע הלילה אושר בקריאה השנייה ושלישית חוק טבריה שיזם שב ראשי השר ידרי החוק יאפשר לראשי ועדות קרואות להתמודד לראש הרשות התנועה לאיכות השלטון והמועמדת לראשות העירייה שני אילוז עתרו לבגץ בטענה שמדובר בחקיקה פרסונלית 
ורטרואקטיבית. יושב ראש ועדת חוקה, חבר הכנסת רוטמן, אמר אצל עידן קוולר בגלי צה"ל, אני נגד חקיקה פרסונלית. אני לא אוהב כינויי חוקים שאפשר לטעון לגביהם שהם פרסונליים, בין אם הם פרסונליים ובין אם לא, אנחנו עוסקים בתיקון איזשהו עוול שנעשה בזמנו מבחינה פרסונלית. להגיד לך שאני עף על החוק הזה? לא עף על החוק הזה. תושב מזרח ירושלים בשנות ה-30 לחייו נעצר בחשד שתקף את אשתו וילדיו ואף איים עליהם בסכין. מדווחת כתבתנו בבירה נועה ברנס. על פי החשד, הגבר שנעצר נהג להכות את ילדיו ואשתו. במקרה האחרון, החשוד איים על האישה שהשחט אותה בסכין ויעוות את פניה. תקף אותה באמצעות מוט, כבל חשמל, זרק לעברה חפצים והיכה אותה באגרופים. זאת לעיני ילדיהם. בית משפט השלום בירושלים האריך את מעצרו עד ליום ראשון. מזג האוויר, ירידה קלה בטמפרטורות. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד. בחסות שטיינר, המציע. ואז מתוך החושך היא יצאה לקרנו וסימה נסתלי קוראת לי לחזור
ושם, מתוך החושך, בתוך האפלה, אני פתאום הבנתי, הרגשתי אהבה. הנשמה צועקת לאהבה וחום, אהבה היא ברוח, רוצה את המקום. הנשמה צועקת לחום ואהבה, אהבה היא ברוח, קרובה היא לצלך. Thank you. 
Fariukim Fapluch Dreich Mir Tages Sich Hübes Unashir Kis Heidera Andere Parche Kim Tafir Ich weiß nicht welche Parche Ich weiß nicht welche Parche Bei mir geht der andere Parche
rather be near you on a dark stormy night than to forget about you when the sun comes out I'd rather be near you on a dark stormy night than to forget about you when when the sun comes out Wish you not to live in a 
in the AM with Yaakov Young and Vishy Nantum. Before that, he started, uh, done by Sholi. You heard Avram Shmuel Weeder with the Achtov Medley, Hanashama Tzoeket, done by Sandy Shmueli to open up the 7 o'clock hour for us here at JM in the AM. Good morning, all. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to a Wednesday, final day of our regular format. Tomorrow, Shiva Surbatamo's the fast day. We will be in our uh, three weeks format, as hard as that is to believe. And that'll last till basically the end of July. And um, those of you who are enjoying some time off, a little vacaciones, a little vacation right now, I thank you for schlepping us along in your phones, listening to us via app from hundreds or thousands of miles away, away whatever the case may be. I know that... Um, there are people in hotels and guest houses and Airbnbs around the world who are still feeling connected and want to feel connected to what goes on here every single day, and that's how uh, and why they tune in to JM and the AM, and it's much appreciated. We continue to pray for our brothers and sisters in the IDF. Very happy to hear that the operation in Janine has come to a conclusion. I have to suspect, based on what we've read, that it was a successful operation, to say the least. And um, let's hope that the uh, arrests of the terrorists, over 100, uh, that, has, uh, that have gone on over the last couple of days, and the um, discovery and destruction of some of the weapons collections, let's hope that all that will help in preventing terror attacks against our brothers and sisters in Israel. Bobby Zena's out there on the app, says fantastic mix of music this morning. Thank you. I actually thought it was a bit of an unusual mix this morning. It's funny. But I appreciate the compliment, to say the least. You never know what kind of mood I'll wake up in the morning <laughs> and what will, what will start to air here at JM in the AM. Simcha Liner's next at JM in the AM. 
Picture perfect eyes of glass. Don't let anyone see past the veil across my face. I keep it in its place. Set the stage, put on a show. Don't slip up, don't let them know what's inside my mind. Scared of what they'll find, but what if for a moment we get to be ourselves, no filters on, release our inhibitions. All judgments can be gone. Show me who you are, the you you hold inside. We all have battle scars from the things we try to hide. Where we stand is all his plan. No need. Stories of my own. 
p.m. in the a.m. All righty. Let's see if we can get our uh, if we can get our system back working the way it's supposed to. Let's hope so. It is a um, what is today? Anybody know? <laughs> it is a it is a Wednesday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM. A Wednesday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM. And I thank all of you for tuning in. Uh, yeah, we had a little bit of a break there in our uh, presentation. Uh, not unusual. Uh, but we're back. At least I think we are. And uh, broadcasting live from our New York City studio. Boy, oh boy, you never know what's going to happen, huh? <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, Jam them, good morning. We, we had Eitan Katz with Amir Kiva. I don't know if that only made it into the archive or if you actually heard it live on the air. <laughs> Either way, that's what we were playing here in our studio. You probably heard something different there for a minute or so. Uh, before that, some Haliner's Eyes of Glass, Vishinantam done by Yaakov Young, and here we are at JM in the AM. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Harav Zevman Rabbi Yosef and Zechonishmas Esther Basar Rabbi Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. The great Rabbi Yisrael of Vision once noticed that one of the major challenges people will face in Ikvis of the Mashiach, the days before the arrival of Mashiach, will involve economic issues and financial matters. The Talmud describes two phases of life as being koshin kikriyas yamsuf, as difficult as the spilling of the sea. Shiduchim, matrimonial match, and parnasa, in livelihood. Oma Rabba Barbarchana, we learn in Talmud Bavli, Rabba Barbarchana said, Oma Rabbi Yochanan, in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, Vikashim Lezavgon kikriyas yamsuf. It is as difficult as Kriyas Yamsuf, the splitting of the Sea of Reeds, to make a matrimonial match. We also learn, Omrav Shizbi, Mishmed Rabbi Elozer ben Azariah, Koshim Mizonosu Shaladam, Kikriyas Yamsuf, that Parnasa, livelihood, is as difficult as splitting the sea. The great Bobavar Rabbi Reb Shlomo makes the following observation. There's a commonality in both of these. He notes that when a person gets married, his or her task is to establish a home that is a bastion of commitment, a beacon of light, a foundation for spiritual growth. The person must build up their amunah and Hashem and evoke siyata dishmaya, divine assistance, in order to make progress in this undertaking. Similarly, Providing a steady income for a family is an equally arduous task. The person's commitment, their emunah and Hashem, is often put to a demanding test. The ultimate challenge is to ascertain whether the individual will remain on the derecha emes, the true road, through any difficulties they might encounter. Despite adversity, the yid will be able to continue upholding the Torah carefully following the halacha, and always realize that Hashem is the provider who runs the entire world. With that emunan bitachon, a person is able to achieve great heights in life,
and to be the recipient of Hashem's finest blessings. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day.
with Hanan Ben-Ari and Ania Talef. Kikarov done by uh, Eitan Katz, of course, here at JM in the AM. Don't need to tell this audience who that was. Very recognizable. Eitan Katz live in Jerusalem, volume number three. Welcome to a Wednesday, everybody. Final day of our regular format. Tomorrow, of course, is Shavos Tammuz. That means we will uh, start our uh, three weeks format. Hope you have an easy fast tomorrow. Make sure to start it off with us here at JM in the AM. We'll give you the uh, three weeks format and certainly appropriate selections. 
Coming up, David Mandel, CEO of OHEL, is going to join us. He's got a big fundraising event coming up in August, but there's other things to discuss as well. He has not yet visited our brand-new studio here in New York City, and I can't wait to welcome him here at JM in the AM. David Mandel, expected in studio right here on a Wednesday morning broadcast. He's Shirebo and Company with the Solomon Brothers next at JM in the AM. Wake me up, it's time to go Been down this road before and I know There's danger up ahead Recalculate and turn around I'm heading home, I'm homeward bound No, I'm not gonna walk that path no more I know, I know it's not too late No, my past won't seal my fate You'll be there With arms wide open No matter what I've done wrong no matter how long I've been gone, you'll be there to let me back in. Fido Shasino Mashua, Umochel Vesolah, Mochel Vesolah, Moshit Yadon Ezra, Venotem Berahama, Etakoachnatekin, Venashuvelam. Find my way back home. 
City of gold, city of soul, city of an ancient people's home. City to love, a city that I breathe, city that I don't want to leave. Oh, Jerusalem, you're in my heart. Jerusalem, you're in my mind. Jerusalem, I love you so. Jerusalem, you're in my heart, Jerusalem, you're in my mind, Jerusalem, I love you so, you know you're in my heart, Jerusalem, 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 שוב אותו סיפור בעיתון, עוד אסון שתופס כותרת, שוב הדיבורים על שלום כשיש מלחמה. שוב הילדים שיוצאים, לא מוצאים את עצמם בדרך, האם כלו כל הקיצים, ומה יהיה מחר? אין לנו הכוח להמשיך, שיבוא משיח זה הרגע. ולא עוד יום לחכות. אז בואו תשאירו. ביי, 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 גולוס. לא ניפגש יותר. ביי, 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 גולוס. נמאס שוב אותו סיפור בעיתון, עוד אסון שתופס כותרת, שוב הדיבורים על שלום כשיש מלחמה. שוב הילדים שיוצאים, לא מוצאים את עצמם בדרך, האם כלו כל הקיצים? 
J.M. and the A.M. wrapping up hour number two on a Wednesday morning broadcast. Final day of our regular format. Tomorrow, it's going to be a, a three-weeks format. After all, tomorrow is Shavas Rabatamu's, believe it or not, as this summer continues to move along. Yair Rosenberg with Yadid Nefesh. You heard Jerusalem done by Dove Halpern. Solomon Brothers and Ishai Rebo together with My Way Back Home. And you are listening to America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NahumSiegel.com, on the NahumSiegel Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. It is an amazing pleasure to welcome David Mandel into our studio. I've been mentioning all morning long how I have been anticipating his visit. He was not able to be here when we did our studio opening here in New York City a few months ago. But today he is here live and in person for a face-to-face conversation about all the exciting things going on at OHEL. And there are a lot of exciting things, including stuff that we as listeners can get involved with. And I'll explain that in a few minutes. And uh, as I start to celebrate my 40th anniversary on the air, it is no secret that David is one of those people that has been at our side here at JMM for a very, very long time. David Mandel, Chief Executive Officer at OHEL, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. How are you? It's good to see you. It's great to see you. And one very, in that very, very long time, would have been enough. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you thought I you thought I varied the varies. Uh, oh well. And next time I'll be more careful about that. But it's a long time that Ohel and JMM have had a really wonderful relationship. It is remarkable just how large your organization has gotten. And a lot of people would attribute it to COVID and the services needed during that time of emergency, but I don't think it's that. I think in general, uh Ohel has always expanded has always understood the needs of the community, gets the fact that so many people are, are you know, need a lot of help and are reaching out for help, and OHEL's been there to answer the call. So congratulations on your growth and where you are at this point. Thank you, Nachum. First of all, I want to wish you and your family well Thank on you. July 4th. And we, in particular, need to celebrate July 4th and acknowledge and thank the wonderful country that we're in. Wow. 
It's um, it's very special. It's very important for us. OHEL has always had the philosophy of going where the community's needs are. That was the direction that um, I was given by the visionaries, the OHEL founders, the OHEL board, and uh, Mel Zaktiv and Jay Kestenbaum, the co-presidents of OHEL, and Moish Hellman, the president emeritus, and the wonderful people that are part of the OHEL community. So it continues to be a pleasure to be part of the organization and the professionals that work, my colleagues. And even though I, I hesitate to give all the credit to COVID, uh, during that period of time, um, th- there were greater needs, right? Even more and more needs came to the forefront in terms of uh, what the community um, uh, was looking for. And somehow, you and your staff, through Zoom and through webinars and whatever other methods you can come up with, kept up with all this. Is that momentum still going? So many, <clears throat> excuse me, Nachum. Everyone converted to Zoom into hybrid. It was a required necessity. Mm -hmm. What OHEL did a week after we understood that this community, the work was changing, is we converted our conversations from in-person to webinars. And we responded to community's needs by having conversations on loss, on trauma, unfortunately on grief, that conversation in which people could not attend, their family members, Levaya, and everything that was associated with it, and people paid a shiva call on Zoom. I paid a shiva call yesterday, Nachum. There's... Nechem Avelim is done in person. Nechem Avelim on Zoom, obviously people still do it on Zoom and telephone calls. There are times that you just need to be with a person to convey... Whatever it is, yeah. happiness or sadness. OHIL is still doing those webinars. We do it every three weeks. Tzivi uh, Ryder, my colleague, and Cheryl Chernovsky, and Dr. Norman Blumenthal take a lead in it. And we do it on a range of topics related to trauma. A month ago, we did a conversation on happiness. We do so much work <laughs> on difficult conversations in life. We wanted to do a conversations on happiness how people can be happy, remain happy. It was great. <laughs> it must have been very upbeat, to say the least. David Mandela is here. But all the what you just described before the happiness piece, what you just described was really a reaction to a really serious, isolated situation that the Jewish community and the world, to an extent, was in, in terms of that you know terrible period of time where so many people are being lost. And obviously, as you described it, uh, there was very little in-person human communication. But beyond that, the other aspects that came about because of COVID, whether it was stress, uh, whether it was, you know, families being together at a time when they were never used to being together and that, you know, all that coming to a head, just the basic, you know, daily living, weekly living, monthly living as life went on, it it was a, it, it was just a really tense situation. And your organization was there to help people navigate all of that. Anxiety. Right. Every decade has a name, um, whatever it is. The Roaring Twenties. Uh, Roaring Twenties, <laughs> Gen X, the, the Beamers, right. and uh, everything has a name. Right. Just like um, every century has a name, the industrial, the agricultural, right. the technological, everything has a name. Every number of years, 
our community has a word that defines something that's pervasive in the community. Unfortunately, we've had uh, a word um, of, of addictions. We've had a word of adolescence. We've had words. Without a doubt, the word in this time, I don't want to say this generation, mm-hmm. but this period of time spending a couple of years is anxiety. That one word encapsulates the conversation that people have had throughout COVID, post-COVID today, the reaction that children, adolescents, adults, families, name the reason, being home from school, not going out, not not going to sleepovers, not seeing friends, spending so much time together, trying to learn by Zoom and not really catching it, anxiety. Are we less anxious now than a year ago? If you look at the data, the stats, your staff, and how many people are reaching out to your staff and volunteers for help in all these areas, have things settled down or it just continues to escalate even all this time later? I'm not going to say that it continues to escalate. I don't know that it's settled down statistically, but clearly people are much more aware of it. People have identified in themselves and in their families. Interestingly, going back to happiness, that happiness factor, the professor that we had on from University of California who's done so much research in this area, found that the anxiety level has increased, of course, significantly. Right. And that people who recognize it and deal with it can also identify and come up with a greater happiness factor for themselves. If you know what's going on within yourself, Nachum. Self-awareness. Self-awareness. You're able to deal with it. You're able to respond to it. I'm not going to say you're able to stop it, but you're able to counterbalance it. And that can give you a balance in life. A balance in life is what we look for in life, Nachum. Are you a believer that happiness is a choice? That every individual can really move into that area in terms of their mind space? You know, that's a great, very deep question because at Ohel, we deal so much with mental illness. And to the extent that you cannot go about your normal daily routine, you need supportive help. If you can't get out of bed, Mm -hmm. if you can't change your mood, if you have a mood disorder... Yes, I believe that happiness can be found. I believe that people can have a happy place. You can have a happy place at home. You can have a happy place with your family. You can have a happy place at Camp Cayley. <laughs> you can have a happy place in Yerushalayim. Absolutely, you can have a happy place within yourself, Nachum. You can have a happy place it doesn't have to be something physical or external. Right. Yeah, I get it. People always talk about a happy place in their own mind. And, and frankly, some of the things you just described may not necessitate someone actually being there. They just have to actually think about it or, you know, uh, remember how pleasant those experiences were. Jerusalem, Camp Cayley, etc. David Mandel is here, CEO of OHEL. We'll talk about some of the summer activities, including a baseball announcement, which we'll discuss in just a few minutes, uh, and we will get to Camp Cayley in a moment. You know, you're sitting in a new studio. Uh, 
Uh, you remember the old studio. It's very, very different. Everything's gone. Not by my choice. <laughs> Everything's gone from that, uh, from that you know, year and a half ago episode. Uh, and I will tell you that, and you can imagine, we spoke. It's not like you don't know. We spoke about the trauma post this fire that affected me tremendously. I don't think it's a secret to this audience. You know, people know that it was a, that it took time. And that was the message, by the way, this is going to take time. People like yourself had faith in me. You know me really, really well since I'm pretty young. So you had faith in me that, you know, we'll all rebound from this, but it's just going to take time. But the best part of this whole experience was the support system of family and friends. In other words, I get that, you know, happiness is a choice. People can have a happy place, think about a happy happy place or space and, you know, transport themselves there. I get the whole thing. But there are times where all that is seems impossible. And the only thing that really keeps you going is people telling you that everything's going to be fine, that just you have to give this time. So I don't want to, even though people are, in, are somewhat in control of what you described, the happiness piece, et cetera, I don't want to minimize how important it is for the support system around all of us to be encouraging and to be, to be appreciated. And that's frankly where your staff and volunteers come in. You're dealing with a lot of people who don't have that, who don't have a supportive family, don't have supportive friends. And you, professionals and you know, people who you know, act in, in volunteer roles, they, they really serve that purpose in a lot of ways. Yesterday afternoon, there was a fire upstate in a camp, unfortunately. Oh, really? Hashem, nobody was hurt. Thank God. Uh, a building got destroyed. Uh, a building that included staff housing. Speak about 10 minutes that right, you'll fire God. here. Right. In 10 minutes, everything was destroyed. Right. Literally in 10 minutes, mm-hmm. everything was destroyed. And our trauma team was called. And one of our trauma team members went to that camp. And... Uh, the Zachta the Zach, the family, the Ohel Zachta family national trauma center, we respond literally nationally. And uh, the Kestenbaum family international children's services responds internationally. And I might add, David Brescia, who you know, we have the Brescia family, South Florida services, trauma services. So le- yesterday, going to your point, our trauma staff member met with the staff and spoke about the trauma that they experienced. They literally lost all of their belongings. Mm-hmm. Everything that they bought up for, everything that they bought up, the clothing, everything that they shopped, any mementos that they had, and talked about the fact that they are physically safe. They will experience whatever they will experience, relive it, anxiety, the thoughts, it's all normal. The abnormal is normal. We spoke about mm-hmm. this, Nachum. And physical things can be replaced. Your studio is beautiful. As a matter of fact, there's so much space in it because... <laughs> there's nothing here. All the technology <laughs> was changed. Correct. You've got a couple of laptops and pieces of... It's crazy. ...technology in front of you. There's so much space to walk around in the studio. <laughs> you, you, you can improve from a negative experience. Nachum, as you have. Yeah, no question about it. Uh, also, I will, I will mention that, uh, um, that one of the best things in my case, and I'm sure it's happening up in, in the camp that you're referring to, uh, one of the best things was they, they, they refused to let me be alone. 
physically be alone. And, and I, of course, you know me, I was like, that's ridiculous. But looking back, it was one of the best things ever. Family and friends for a period of seven to 10 days said we are never letting him be alone. Not that they were afraid, God forbid, that I'm running away somewhere. Just, you know, psychologically. And looking back, that was really important. Now, camp, I would assume, uh, knowing how camp works, that thank God the people you're referring to are surrounded by a lot of love, a lot of friendship, you know, and, and physical you know, people who are there, you know, to be there for them. And that is extremely important. David Mandel is here. Speaking of camp, speaking of camp, this is the time of year that the, if I have this right, that the boys are enjoying Camp Kaylee. Am I right about that? It's the boys who are enjoying Camp Kaylee's campus right now. The boys are in Camp Kaylee, <laughs> and uh, in a couple of weeks we have girls. We have Baruch Hashem, an incredible, incredible sold-out Camp Kaylee. Uh, with um, about 20% of the kids come from um, across the country, from Florida, from Los Angeles, from Baltimore, from Cleveland, from Chicago, from everywhere and anywhere. We have a large number of kids and staff that come from Israel. Um, Ellie Brazil, the incredible, amazing camp director, and David Shavid, the operations director, and Aaron Rosenfeld, uh, the head counselor. I just want to mention Rav Shalom Rosner on Sunday, the Manik Vuchani, who lives in Beit Shemesh with, with his uh, wife, Dr. Tamar Rosner, our camp pediatrician, just published his fourth sefer. Uh, Rabbi Rosner published uh, two sefarim on Chumash, Shalom Rav. He published an Agada, the Shalom Rav Agada. And this Sunday he showed me that he just published his latest sefer on the Yamam Naraim. Mm. And Kim Kelly's incredibly proud to have Rav Shalom Rosner as our Manning Vuchani. And a week ago, we had the privilege of having what we call Gedolim Day, Rosh Hashiva Day. We had Rav David Kohn, Ohoz Modasra, Rav Uvein Feinstein, um, spending a few hours in camp. Nachum to see hundreds of campers of all ages and staff line up to say hello, to shake hands, to ask for a bracha. And you know that 20%, 25% of kids in Camp Kelly have, have some kind of a special need on the spectrum. You don't know who they are. You can't differentiate. It was, it was an incredible special day. Amazing. Um, so Camp Kelly is in session as we speak, literally. Uh, what do we know? What year this is offhand? The bar mitzvah year, Nachum. This is the thirteenth summer. Bar mitzvah year. The thirteenth summer. Bar, is that the bar mitzvah year thirteen? Yeah, but I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. wow, is it thirteen years already? Well, That's pretty it's amazing. twelve plus one because of COVID. Right. Thirteen. Was but it only one that you were off for COVID? One year. Thank God. We off for COVID. The following year, yeah. The, yeah. the following year, the <laughs> former governor allowed you to go to camp. <laughs> I'm not saying another word. Don't worry. I, I just wish all camps were open. Yeah, Baruch Hashem. It's our thirteenth amazing. Well, year. meaning when you got to the summer of twenty-one, all camps were yeah, open, yeah, right? Everything right. was open. Thank God. Right. And in the summer uh, of twenty, people had to be very in. You know, had to have a lot of ingenuity in terms of how to handle that. We summer. did not want to camp. Right. I know that they were whatever. Yeah. You know, we, we we don't comment on anyone's business. We we were able to have a a summer family respite. Um, and it didn't affect your staff coming back, your campers. It, you came back better and bigger and better than ever. Every summer in the dining room on uh, Camp Cayley, there are great pictures on the wall starting from 
from the first summer of a small number of staff and right. boys month and girls month. And then it grows incrementally every single summer. I would imagine. From 2010. And then it <laughs> takes, a blank. And then it takes you a second to, to recognize what happened. There's a picture of summer 2020 boys on the lake, 2020 girls on the lake, an empty picture. It's like, where did everybody go? <laughs> David Mandel is here. All right, uh, let's do a little baseball, and uh, we'll explain what we mean by that, because, oh, hell, with all the services and all the incredible things that they're doing on a daily basis um, uh, needs our support. And, of course, you have figured out a way to do this in a very fun way. The OHEL Diamond Classic. The OHEL Diamond Classic. We have seen people raise money with uh, basketball programs. We've seen people raise money with hockey programs, um, but now it is the uh, baseball uh, program that is going to be um, at the centerpiece of OHEL's next big event. The OHEL Diamond Classic is slated for Sunday, August the 20th, with 16 teams at the Jackson Amusement Center. I'm assuming it's down in uh, central New Jersey, right? Jackson, yes. New Jersey. Yes. 12 players per team. Uh, the event is being coordinated by um, uh, Shimon Friedman of LBA and Menachem Tesler of Tesler Events. And it'll be a combination of a tournament, right, 16 teams, a tournament, and family fun. And uh, there'll be a, an amazing opportunity for people to enjoy a great day down in Jackson, New Jersey. Tell me about this whole OHEL baseball combination. So it goes back just um, one or two conversations that we had early in Nachum about OHEL providing services in New Jersey. Um, we spoke about OHEL being in New Jersey over the years in many different ways. Yeah. School-based services. Uh, we provided some respite services in central New Jersey. And the work that we do in trauma throughout New Jersey, um, certainly a significant portion of it was unfortunately with the shooting in Jersey City, right. some drownings, all the unfortunate situations. Yeah. You've had and a lot to respond to. We had a lot to respond to, and, and we felt that this is a good moment, a good opportunity to do a fun event. You know, we talk, oh, well, there's so much serious work in so many places. <laughs> We're going back to doing some fun. Mm. So we thought that doing some fun events in New Jersey... Uh, this is, of course, fun combined with a fundraiser. Right. Michael Cohn, Mich Cohn, who lives in Tom's River, um, is leading the effort in this event in New Jersey, uh, the baseball classic. So it is, it is fun. The OL Diamond Classic on August 20th in memory of Mike Bertram, uh, Zev Moshe Ben Yoshua. Uh, you can register to be a player. You could sponsor a player. Uh, and knowing uh, and knowing how these programs work, as we get closer and closer, there'll probably be a million different opportunities for people uh, to be involved, both in the fun end, the uh, uh, the amusement end of it, and of course, obviously, the more serious end, the actual baseball competition. Uh, information about all this: it's Ohel Diamond Classic. Um, oh, we actually, it's a raise it. It's a raise it campaign. R a y z e. So it's raise dot it slash OHEL Diamond Classic. That's how you can get information right now. And you could register and uh, and be part of this whole thing. And thank God you have great corporate sponsorships. And it looks like that this event already is off to a good start. Now uh, now we just got to fill those teams and uh, get it going. 
Moish Bertram Oliver Shalom was a long-standing OHL board member for many years. A very close day you did of Moish Hellman. And we recently did uh, the OHL Golf event. Uh, Michelle Salzberger led that effort. And it was a very successful event. And what I noticed about golf is that you can golf all day long or you can eat all day long. <laughs> so this baseball event, you can come and you can play baseball all day long uh, that Shimon Friedman is organizing. Or you can eat all day long. I mean, in between at-bats, you can, you can get a whole, a whole buffet if you want. Uh, you can even strike out quickly just so you can get back and go right back to the buffet. <laughs> All right, so that's what's happening on the 20th of August, and uh, I'm assuming that the information is available at the OHL website. The OHL website, we, we um, encourage all individuals from all communities to come join us. Jackson, Manchester, Toms River, Deal, Lakewood, Passaic, anywhere. It's a Sunday, August 20th, God willing. It's going to be perfect temperature. I would assume great weather. 83 degrees. Wow. With just... A little southeast wind at um, four miles an hour. That's actually carry, that's actually pretty good for what we've been having recently. To so. carry, well, it's been raining all day long. Exactly. So to carry the ball over the short porch. So hopefully, hopefully you'll be right about that. Is there is there in fact the short porch down there in Jackson, New Jersey? Is that uh, is that what they're known for in that stadium? Is uh, that uh, last time I took a swing at Yankee Stadium? It's got to be a shorter porch, Nachum. I would hope so. Yeah. Even the short porch is quite a distance from uh, home plate at Yankee Stadium. Uh, so the OHEL Diamond Classic, we'll have more information about it as we get closer. It starts August, it is August the 20th, we should say. But the most important thing, and obviously we're going to encourage people to sponsor the players, the teams. We're going to encourage people to donate already. Uh, there's a goal been set for today of three quarters of a million dollars, $750,000. And knowing our our community, you're definitely going to achieve that goal, please God. God but I would assume right now, in all seriousness, the, the push is for players. Right now, you want to make sure that those 16 teams are full. 16, I mean, you're talking about, you know, 150 people. Uh, 16 teams are full and that, um, and that they're ready to compete uh, on the field that day. Our community has grown so much over these last, you know, 40 years that we know each other. Our community has grown so much that to get 150 guys to participate in an event like this is not nearly as difficult as it used to be. Have you noticed that? That now you can have a Jewish event, expect 1,000 people, and 3,000 will show up. That's how large our community has gotten. I think it's a great event because camp is over and people are looking for something to do, those people that are not going away on vacation. Yeah. And to have a day in which you can play, because um, it's a fun day. Of course, it's com competition. Anytime you go out in the field, sure. regardless of the sport, there's a competitive environment. Even that's fun, though. The opportunity to play with your friends, the yeah. opportunity to play with your, with, with your kids, uh, the opportunity to spend the day together, family. It's a picnic day in a park. It's a fun day. And, boy, I wish Lobo was here that day. Oh, for you that kidding first pitch. me? Are you kidding me? I'm already. I'm envisioning if Lobo, if Lobo, blessed memory, was there. I'm already envisioning the first fight with the umpire. Are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> and the second, and the fifteenth, and the thirtieth. Exactly. <laughs> now, do we know yet the uh, the age limit? Are we limiting this to people who are over eighteen? Are we allowed to invite high school ringers to participate? Do we know yet uh, who's being invited to be players in this uh, Ohel Diamond Classic? Nachum, going back to your opening comment. 
We invite those who are very, very young. So a 14-year-old could be part of these teams. A 14-year-old, I think, will be running faster. Right, than, uh, that's what I'm saying. Yes, absolutely. So we've got those Yeshiva League high school ringers out there. You want them participating the that day. The ones that own those shirts with their names exactly. and number on it. Right. Absolutely. All right. No question about it. And anybody at any age, dust off your shirt <laughs> that has your number on the background from... Uh, whether it's the uh, Lobo team or the Wolves, I mean, everyone's got a Lobo shirt. Yeah, that's and, true. That's and a bad example. If you have a Lobo shirt, you'll have a, you'll have a brand new quality shirt that day to wear for many, many years. So on the other end, is there an age limit? Are we, are we not allowing people who've reached a certain point age-wise to participate? Can a 70-year-old be there that day? Anyone... Anyone whose battery is working on the pacemaker should come and play, Nachum. Come on, Nachum. You're really, you're really expanding this to everybody. Come on. Everyone is welcome Even to those come. who have replacement heart parts. They're, they're, on they're, the, all, they're on the contrary. They're younger. They actually, they're younger, right? They're younger. They, they've reverted back. Absolutely. To the youthful area. In all seriousness, this is, uh, is going to be, you know, I don't expect any... Uh, any arc ball pitching. I'm expecting tough, real competitive competitiveness. Wow. baseball. This is baseball. Yeah. It's baseball with the softball. I got it. But it's baseball. Yeah. This is... It's hey, baseball the way from the from community has played nah, it. Ah, come on. The only, is, only community in America that plays baseball with a softball. This is, uh, <laughs> this is July 5th, so right after July 4th, the national pastime. Right. This is the bada, 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 baseball. Yeah, I like that. No matter what you're using, we call it baseball. Uh, anyway, there you have it. The Ohel Diamond Classic has been announced. It's uh, August the 20th. It's uh, down in central New Jersey, and it's in memory of Mike Bertram. Uh, right now, it'll be obviously on the Ohel website, ohelfamily.org. Like it every, is. It's already there? Sure. I didn't sure. see it there. My mistake. Um so, all right, that's all you got to do then. It's go to ohelfamily.org, ohelfamily.org, and uh, click on Ohel Diamond Classic, and that's it. You're all set. And uh, you'll be able to participate and to uh, play that day. Let's get those teams filled up. And then, of course, we'll encourage everybody to sponsor the players, to sponsor the teams, and to uh, donate to make sure that the Ohel Diamond Classic is a great success. Nachum, when are we going to Israel? What's going on? August 15th, we're traveling with Nefesh Benefesh. Aliyah? Well, yeah, this is the 20th time I'm making fake Aliyah. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about it this morning. It's funny you say that because uh, we were just making arrangements for my return flight to the United States later that week. And the worst feeling, and I, and I say to myself, aren't there other people on the plane who go through the same thing? Because our area of the plane is all press, basically, press, marketing, etc. And I do the radio show from the plane and interview people who are making Aliyah. I get off the plane, and it's like... It's it's awful because half the people think I'm actually making Aliyah, and and I feel terrible because I'm not one of these Jewish heroes, and you know it's just an awful. I'm saying to myself, aren't there other people I'm sitting near on the plane who are going through the same thing? But I don't know. I think it's unique to me. In fact, it's funny. This morning I said to myself, I think I'm just going to wait till all the Olim are off the plane, and then I'll descend down the steps. It is it is really a tough psychological thing going through this every single year. Not that I should complain, because believe me, I'm sure people would be jealous to be in my situation. But um, we did announce that, please God, in the summer of 2029, we are moving to Israel. 
2029. Right. I said to Josh Fast, it's ridiculous to make this a public statement because it's so far from now. And he said, no, just the opposite. Let people know that the plan is in place. And I don't know if we've said this publicly yet or not, but uh, now because of the, 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 um, the latest arrangement, I don't want to say deal, the latest arrangement between the uh, Department of Education of New York and the union, it's possible that this move will happen in, in the summer of 2027 instead of the summer of 2029. So you asked about Israel. At least there's a plan on the table because that's the most important thing is to at least have a plan. Nachem, that's, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, that's a great, great announcement. That's something really to look forward to. I'm going to Israel a week after you, Meretz Hashem. After the Diamond Classic? Uh, right after the Diamond Classic. Yeah, literally, probably right. the next day. The next day. and um, Should go from Newark Airport, sleep in the central Jersey. And and, um, <laughs> and just, well, I'm going to be so sore from uh, playing. That's and right. Throwing out like 72 first you, pitches. You may need two seats <laughs> on the plane. <laughs> but I hope to reach home plate better than Dr. Fauci <laughs> in that uh, first pitch. Uh, uh, and just as I walked in, I got a note from El Al that they are shortening my trip there by... One hour. My departure time is one hour earlier. Why? I, because I don't know about it. Oh, something to do with the flight. I said, wait a second. You, you, how do you do that? How do yeah. you make a decision? Like, I want to be in Israel another hour. Interesting. So who do I complain to? I don't know. I'll try to find the right person, but I can guarantee you one thing. No matter how much you complain, it ain't going to help. <laughs> that I can tell you. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I'm happy just to be there. It doesn't make a difference. Yeah, amen to that. But uh, I wish you were there for an hour longer. But maybe this is the, this is, look, this is the punishment for us who are in the diaspora. That, you know, we are not in control of how long we stay in the Holy Land. If they tell us we're out, we're out. And that's the end of it. And everybody who th- who's in the diaspora who thinks, oh, at a, at a moment's notice, I'll just go to Israel, you know, because God forbid something happens in this country. A lot of people don't like the direction this country is going in. Oh, I'll just go at a moment's notice. Remember, everybody, 9-11 happened. Nobody was allowed to fly. COVID happened. Nobody was allowed to fly. Keep all that in mind. Yes. I'm Israeli. Wow. I'm a dual citizen. Wow, you have an Israeli passport? I have an Israeli passport. Do you vote in Israel? I, I, I don't vote because I don't live there. You have wow. to live in Israel in order to vote. And the only reason that I mentioned that is because during COVID... You were able to go. I was able to go a number of times. Right. And I'm not exactly sure what, I'm, what, I, what I mean by, by saying this to you, but whoever can get an Israeli passport... Of course. Get an Israeli passport, be a dual citizen. As I started the conversation, July 4th, national celebration, we have to thank God bless America. Mm -hmm. We have to thank the United States of America. And we have to thank Eretz Israel. And anyone that can get and qualify for an Israeli passport, have an Israeli passport also. It is a very special feeling. Uh, we used to talk uh, on the air years ago about getting a Tudad Zehut, actually, you know, people making Aliyah but still living in this country. And the only reason people were hesitant to do so was because of these chuyot that people would get when they actually made Aliyah, which we, we told on the air. I mean, this is a good conversation that took place 25 years ago, uh, but we said how ridiculous that was. But yes, if one could become a... Uh, a uh, citizen of, I guess, a citizen of Israel in order to get an Israeli passport, right? You have to be prepared to have a, a dual personality. You need a second personality 
to deal with the Israeli bureaucracy. Right, but there are people these days that can help you deal with it. But yeah, I hear what you're saying. No, I'm talking about the everyday Israeli bureaucracy. You need an assistant just to deal with. But is that something that you encounter on a regular basis? No, I don't live in Israel. Right, uh, yeah, but it's right, but something. if you're going to live there, you need yeah, it. Right, yeah, that right. I get. Yeah, yeah, yeah that I get. Uh, it's a different culture. It's a new word in your vocabulary. Yeah. It's like savlanut. Right. I'll get back to you in six hours. Right. Someone was just posting something about this the other day, about um, how different <laughs> the experience of getting on a bus is in Israel compared to the United States. You know, in the U.S., you basically have a line, an order, you know, of how someone actually ascends to a bus, you know, to get on. There's a line in Israel also, but you're not on it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's more like a lot of pushing and shoving. If there are a lot of people around trying to get on that bus... Don't act like an American. You'll never get on if you act like an American in that situation. But they all know who the Americans are. <laughs> right. Even those with Israeli passports. Well, you have to try to disguise it. Otherwise, you ain't getting on that bus. Simple all you that. need to do is say shalom. How many more Shabbatot for the boys up at Camp Cayley? Is there three Shabbos summer for two, them? Or? Four, four. It's, it's a four, four Shabbos weeks. summer. Four. Four Shabbaton and Shabbatonim. Yeah. And then there's four for the girls. And then at the end of summer... We have a end-of-summer camp for kids with disabilities. That's a separate camp. Um, all the kids are there with disabilities. At the end of the summer, it's a respite program. Families who have a child with a disability at home, the, uh, the summer has ended. What do you do with your child between the end of summer and when school starts? So we have that 10-day special end-of-summer program for boys and for girls in two separate locations. And... Um, we have a couple of weddings coming up in Camp Cayley also. That'll be happening in camp. One is going to be happening in camp. It's an incredible, special story of a, of a, um, wow. um, of a young woman who grew up non-Jewish and learned that she was Jewish at a later age, later age in life. Wow. And then met her Bashert in a very special way. And Camp Cayley is hosting the wedding. It's just an incredible opportunity. And then uh, another family is making a wedding at Camp Cayley in September after the camp season is over. You know, walking down the red carpet on the grass towards Lake Kestenbaum, Nachum, it's going to be amazing. I get it. I just can't believe the Kala agreed to do it. <laughs> and, of course, we have uh, Cayley Day. What is we that? We also have Cayley Day, in which we celebrate with the Cayley family. Gloria Cayley and Harvey Cayley, Oliver Shalom. And Alicia and Danny Jacoby and their family. Every single summer, we have one special day. That happens during the boys' or girls' session? Uh, I, um, it could be either. This oh. year, it's in the girls' session. That's cool. And we celebrate and dance with the Cayley family and acknowledge and thank them for their amazing, um, ben is it benefit? Yeah. Benefits? Well, or benefactor. Yeah, for their incredible philanthropy. And they must take great pride in what's going on in that camp right now. I'll tell you that much. Um, so there you have it, everybody. Lots happening at Camp Cayley. Plenty happening at OHEL. Go to OHELfamily.org for information. OHEL Diamond Classic happening on August the 20th. We'll remind you as we get closer, of course. We want everybody out there to sponsor a team. Or if you want to play, let OHEL know now that you want to play and, and become one of the uh, team members of one of the 16 teams that will be competing for the big tournament uh, that day. I'm sure there's great prizes for the team that wins. I'm sure it'll be uh, 
It'll be a year-long recognition for the team that comes out on top. T-bone steak. Oh, that's a good one. And so, uh, kosher, of course. And so that'll be happening on the 20th of August. You can go to the olfamily.org website for more information. And the challenges in our, continue, our, in our community continue, David Mandel, every single day. Plenty of challenges and a lot more on the OHEL plate. It's not just about uh, all the different... Um, you know, a few categories that you addressed decades ago. Now there's just so much going on. Not quite sure how you guys handle it all. The, most recent, um, the most recent program that we formalized was um, we've always served people with um, light addictions, if I can call it light addictions. And, of course, marijuana is legal in New York, and that's a separate conversation. Uh, we have an addiction treatment outpatient program. We have seven addiction treatment licensed staff that provide services, individuals and groups, a range of addictions that people have, heroin, cocaine, and, and uh, painkillers that people can be addicted to. There are people that have very difficult surgeries and can get addicted to painkillers because they're on it for several weeks at a time. So we have outpatient counseling. Um, we also have expanded significantly our elder care program in many communities throughout New York City, uh, both um, physically in person as well as hybrid. So we've uh, expanded our reach, expanded our programs. I also want to take this moment to encourage individuals to come work at OHEL. Paraprofessionals, professionals, the training is great, the opportunities are great, and we we welcome individuals. We have an incredible, incredible partnership with Yeshiva University that is, um, again, benefactors from the Cayley family. We call it the Our Six Million Cayley Ohel YU Partnership. We provide to professionals at Ohel an opportunity to get a master's levels degree at YU and the Cayley family sponsors 70% of their tuition, Nachum. Wow. Want to go back to YU? <laughs> 70% of their tuition for a degree in Masters in Social Work, in, in um, Addiction, KSAC, an MBA, in Public Health, and in, um, and in Technology. It is an incredible opportunity for OL professionals. Um, what do people do who want to work there? Go to the website? Um, is that the easiest way? Talk to, uh, talk to Hindi Hecht at, um, at OHEL. Yep. Simple Hindi Hecht, our Director of Recruitment and Training. Just to go back for a second and excuse my ignorance, um, the marijuana that's now legal in New York, is it officially addictive or not? Like, are there experts who would argue that it's not an addictive drug or there's no such thing? Um, Rabbi Dr. Abraham Tversky Oliver Shalom, who was the founder of Gateways in Pittsburgh more than 40 years ago, maybe 50 years ago, right. spoke about marijuana at that time as a gateway drug. Whether or not we want to define marijuana as a gateway drug or not is secondary to the fact that marijuana is laced, can be laced with fentanyl. Which is deadly. 110 thousand people in the United States died from fentanyl related deaths 
including fentanyl-laced marijuana. We don't need to debate whether marijuana is a gateway drug or not. Many people use it. What people need to understand is... What's next? What people need to understand is if they're going to use it, know what you're using. Know what you are dealing with, no pun intended. The, um, the disservice that... Uh <laughs> that the disservice that this country has done um, on, on a few different fronts. This one, of course, is, in my opinion, is first and foremost that they've gone in the direction of legalizing things that would be much safer for everybody if they were illegal. Uh, but all right, I guess we could debate that. But the other one that really gets me, and I'm sure you, you have to have clients and families that are being destroyed by this, is the legalized gambling that has been instituted in so many states in this country, the majority of the country now, you could legally bet from your telephone, right, from your phone, from your, from your cell phone, from your smartphone. Uh, and, and that has to be destroying people out there. I can't imagine that it's not. They used to say, whoever they are, I've never met the day, but they used <laughs> to say, I know this is a family show, Nachum, so you'll excuse me, that... Um, that prostitution was the biggest business in the world. Right. Gambling is the biggest online business in the world. I'm not talking about cryptocurrency and things like that. Online gambling is the biggest business in the world. How has it affected our community? Because you can, because online you can, you know, cross sure cross borders. It's affected our community that there are families that have been completely destroyed by online by gambling by on, by gambling. Because in order to gamble, an addictive gambler will eventually steal after they use all the disposable money, after they use all the credit cards, after they borrow money from other individuals. Out of desperation. Out of desperation. Then you will steal from wherever you can. Gambling has destroyed people, interestingly, Nachum, at all ages. At all ages. There are very public figures, including, you know, on the fan who recently right. retired, right. Who, who spoke publicly. Had a high-profile case. Yeah. He said that for the rest of his life, regardless of the millions of dollars and in income that he makes every single year, he will have difficulty paying back his gambling debts. Right. That's how serious it can become. Absolutely. A lot of work to be done out Let's there. Let's talk da- about happiness now. <laughs> a lot of work to be done out there, David Mendel. Lots to happen. Lots going on in our community. A lot of people who need help. Uh, can't thank you enough for visiting. Nice to have you here in our new facility. And um, what can I say? It's a. Uh, it's been an amazing ride so far with OHEL and the Nahum Siegel Network. And I look forward to continuing letting the world know just how incredible your organization is. And August 20th. Athletes start getting into shape. It's going to be a big day down in central New Jersey as uh, the OHEL Diamond Classic takes place on the 20th of August. And I recommend no one needs to go to the old version of Ben Gay. <laughs> Just take four Advils when you're finished, and the next morning you'll be ready to go. Nachum, Just stay wanna, away from the serious painkillers. Yeah, Nachum, <laughs> I want to I wanna congratulate you on your growing family, Kenahara. Thank you. You should continue, you and Stacy should continue to have mazel, Amen. bracha, Nachas, and you should go with many, 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 many grandchildren on Aliyah. 
Oh, whether it's 2025 or 2029. <laughs> or whatever it ends up being. <laughs> Thank or you. 2036. <laughs> Thank you, David Mandel, CEO of OL. Information about all of this, OL Diamond Classic. If you want to be a uh, staff member at OHEL, if you want to look into their services, go to olfamily.org. Again, olfamily.org. It is a special Wednesday morning edition of JM in the AM.
J.M. and the A.M. on a uh, Wednesday morning, final Wednesday morning of our regular format. Tomorrow, Shavasar Batamos, we go into our three weeks format here at J.M. and the A.M. Oh, yes. Barrio wraps it up for us. Before that, Shalshelis Jr. Before that, Shlomo Katz. Here at JM and the AM.
Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at AlchemSingle.com on the AlchemSingle Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Wednesday here at JM and the AM tomorrow morning. Again, Shavasa Ratamos, a fast day tomorrow. We'll go into our three weeks format here at JM and the AM. Yassi's Wag, Wednesday Z Report Live Lunch is coming up at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Make sure to keep it here on NSN all day long. Have a fabulous Wednesday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Segal reminding you remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.